Jennifer at No Label Brewery, and you're listening to Drink of Ages Radio Show with John Denman. Come out to No Label seven days a week and join us for some badass beers on tap. Don't forget to visit our website at nolabelbrew.com for all events happening at our brewery. Hope to see you soon. I can think of only one thing that could lift my spirits right now. Beer. 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 This is Drink of Ages on ESPN 97.5. The only show dedicated to craft beer, spirits, and music. Here's your host and luminary, luminary. John Denman. John Denman. Hi, right, welcome to Drink of Ages radio show. I uh, hope everybody's having a great night tonight. I'm John Denman. DJ Muskratch is a producer. We're over here at Drink of Ages Pub. 1005 Wall Drive, drinking good beers, drinking some delicious Klaus Brewing beers. And our guest for this week's show is you know, Klaus Brewing, hanging out all the way from the northwest northwest side of town. I guess northwest, that's what you call yeah. it. Jones Road, 290 area. Thomas Limke and Nathan Cunningham are, are here. It's hey, thanks for having us. What's up? And uh, actually glad you guys made it out. And... Welcome, welcome again. Thanks. Thanks to some drink of ages. That's what uh, uh, sitting there thinking. It was like, man, how long ago was it since the last time you guys were on? And I don't have a date, but it was, it was like episode two eighty one, and we're on. I remember it was warm, so it was like maybe might have been September. September, yeah, yeah. something like well, that. Yeah, right after you guys opened up. I think so. I think it was like yeah, right it was right late up, September, yeah. early October. It's yeah. definitely before we had label approval. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, yeah. The uh, $1,000. $1,000 pints of Oktoberfest. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yes. exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, we weren't selling anything that night from, from you guys. Not at all. No, it was free. It was free. Or $1,000. I mean, we would have taken that donation Either way. happily. <laughs> right. Taking that donation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, it hasn't quite been a year but um you guys are about to celebrate your one year anniversary yep uh technically it's on the 20 20th of september um but we're gonna have a big bash on the 19th of october celebrating it along with an Oktoberfest party so it's gonna be a two for one double trouble bash the old two for the old two for can't beat those, right? Yeah. So it's going to be uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, it's first year. Got the first year under the belt. Yeah, I mean, it's just I'm sure everything went exactly as planned. Uh, just been rocking ever since the doors opened. Yeah, nothing at all has gone wrong. <laughs> Not one thing. Uh, no, it's been uh, it's been pretty good. It's been a pretty smooth ride. I, I can't. We've had a little hiccups here and there, but nothing major. So I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, that is good because you know, I talked to a lot of breweries, and it's like, how did things go the first year? It's like silence for about ten seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's like, oh man, it's like, okay, that good. Yeah, understand. <laughs> yeah, we well, definitely learned some things, but nothing catastrophic, <laughs> you know. Right. So yeah, I mean, you're, you're still using the same equipment. Yes, <laughs> for the most part. Still in the same building. Still in the same building. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing has exploded yeah. that drastically yet. So it's no, 
No, not that drastic. It's mostly just touching things that are too hot to touch. Yeah. Cutting yourself on stuff. Dropping stuff on your toes. Electrical shock here and there. It's fine. Yeah, yeah the yeah. occasional the, the electrical quick, shock of a tank me up. of water. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Grounding equipment is key. <laughs> so you got to do that. So we've learned. <laughs> I mean, you can walk around in all the rubber shoes you want. Yeah. You still get shocked. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know. Electricity is one of those things that I, I don't mind messing with. I just don't like to mess with. I don't like wiring stuff. And, I don't either. Uh, I don't even try to understand the schematics or anything. Every yeah. once in a while, someone will tell me a story about how them and their friends used to like tase each other. That sounds. I, that sounds like the equivalent of like lighting each other on fire to me. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah. My friends and I, we tase each other. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, it, it happened. Yeah. And you know, we wait to yeah you know, run the battery down or put really low batteries in, so it's like pop, 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 pop like that. Oh know, yeah. Quick one. Yeah. I won't even yes. touch the bug zapper, man. Oh, it hurt. Yeah. I mean, um, it, I'm not into it. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. You know, I do a lot of home renovation stuff. You know, just around my house, or I look at something for a long time. I was like, all right, I got to change that light out. You know, I got to change that fan. Yeah. And I hit a little 110. It's like, oh, yeah, it's not too bad. Yeah. yeah. If you, but it wakes you up. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah it wakes you up a little bit. Well. Uh, that's what everything I read, you know, it's like turn everything off. It's like, oh man, as long as you don't touch these two together, you know, you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, electricity is a fun one. Yeah. So ours is uh, a little bit stronger than the regular old household <laughs> yeah. uh, outlet. So it will it'll, it'll definitely wake you up really quick. Yeah. Sometimes they won't let you go. But <laughs> first time I really noticed it was about at five in the morning, right when I, <laughs> right about when the coffee was almost kicking in. Mm. So that's one just, way to wake up. Yeah, you weren't tired after that. No, I don't think the neighbors were either. <laughs> <laughs> I, there was that one video where the guy acted like he was sitting there acting like he was getting shocked, and his buddy hit him with a baseball bat. <laughs> trying to get him breaking free, he's like, "What?" You know, I was like, I'm, "Like, really ruin that joke." <laughs> but yeah, first year, first yeah. year coming, yeah. coming to it, man. Big Oktoberfest party, uh, yeah, which is good. You know, you guys you do a lot of German style beers and traditional yeah. style lagers and stuff. And oh yeah, we do. We a actually, lot of lagers. we actually ended up keeping the Oktoberfest as a year-round beer because. People, especially in the tap room, people. In the tap room, it goes, it. it goes gangbusters, and so, and of course, that season's coming up. So yeah, well, everybody, everybody, you know, like me, I'm a big fan of the style. It's just, just yeah, nice little maltiness, yeah, nice yeah. crisp, yeah. easy drinking. I don't care if it's 105 degrees outside; it's still a refreshing beer for yeah. sure. So everybody goes crazy when, like, right now, because all these people are putting uh, their Oktoberfest beers out. They're like, ah, it's still 180 degrees outside. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's still delicious. All, yeah, all yeah. the time. <laughs> and it's in the beer right. so cold. Yeah. Uh, so you have the October uh, St. Arnold doing their big Oktoberfest, and so you see pictures of it everywhere, and people are just like, it's not that time yet. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll drink it. Are you it's finding an excuse not to have a party? That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> looking for another reason to drink beer? I mean, what's wrong with this one? Yeah. Don't yeah. make us twist your arm. <laughs> we uh, last year at GABF, uh, we were up in Denver, and 
Yeah, things just get out of control up there. It's a great weekend, but there's a lot, a lot to do. And yeah. so uh, that's when my wife, she's like, she's like, why don't we go to Munich this next year and actually go to Oktoberfest? And it's like, that's a great idea. <laughs> Unfortunately, those plans aren't happening, so we're going back to Great American Beer Festival, <laughs> which will be fun. But it's like, all right, next year, next year, next need year, to October go Fest. do some real deal October festing. Yeah, in yeah. Munich. We're gonna miss it this year. We're going in November, uh, but uh, for yeah. to go, I think they'll still be partying. They'll still be partying. Mm-hmm. I think there might still be beer in Germany. If we show <laughs> up in they might still have some left. <laughs> a little bit left. Man. <laughs> when you when you see like. I, and I'm, I can't even quote it because I don't remember, but I just remember seeing the numbers on the amount of beer that's drank during Oktoberfest, and it's in like hectoliters or something. Yeah, yeah. But it's just an unbelievable oh, amount of crazy. beer. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's crazy. pretty much non-comprehendable. Yeah. Right. Like, it would be fun. Slightly. You have to, uh, like know somebody to get a table there, right? During the yeah, it's, if you want to be there in the evening uh, during the main main partying, you either it's usually company sponsored or kind of like sporting events it's here. It's all kind of turned corporate, know? anyways, right? A lot of it, yeah. yeah. Not so. just going to a tent and dirndle it up and right. You need to find <laughs> a hipster underground Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah, start another one. The one that's not quite cool yet. We can do it here on Wall. <laughs> November fest. The November fest. Yeah, that's what Stout we said. Uh, we were like debating if we we're going to keep the October fest year round, and my suggestion was we just do every month we brew it. It's November fest now. It's December fest. March fest. Yeah. It's March fest. Yeah, <laughs> it's just whatever month it is. Fest. Uh, that's a that's a good one. Yeah, and yeah, it only got changed up. That was one of my many declined beer names. Yeah, yeah, we had to pass on that one. Hard pass. <laughs> I don't know. I was with you. I like Thanks, the idea. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then I'll say, you know, it's, it might be March, and you put on uh, January Fest. It's like, no, we've aged it. Yeah. <laughs> aged too much. It's just a special yes. January it's a Fest. It's a barrel-aged January Fest. And then here. you put them all on at one time, and you do the annual Fest, and it's the same beer. <laughs> it's the <an> <laughs> yeah. same beer. It's just 12 different taps. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You can make a cuvee too and blend them all together. <laughs> yeah. You should try the, the March Fest and the September Fest. That's a really good mix together. You see all these opportunities you're missing right? out on? There's a whole niche there that. It's uh, like a tan and tan. Yeah. It's a whole party that's not going to happen. Rats. Oh, well. But Oktoberfest is, is happening over at the brewery. Right. Uh, so that's. Yeah, it's going to be good, man. That's going to be a good time. I would imagine it's going to draw a really big crowd. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. We had a good one last year, so uh, we had a Mayfest this year that had a pretty good turnout, also. Yeah, we did a Mayfest this year, um, and we had some vendors there as well, so that also drew some 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 crowd because people like to shop, especially when they've been drinking. Yeah. So Mayfest um, is a holiday similar to Festivus. That has a celebratory pole. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Did yeah. y'all put a pole up? Yeah, we did Hell put a yeah. pole up. <laughs> Man, the Mayfest huh? pole. The Mayfest. The Mayfest. Yeah. We did a halfway to Oktoberfest party here. Yeah. Halftoberfest. Halftoberfest. Yeah. Do you only do half pours? Uh, no. We, <laughs> it was bring whatever you want and we'll fill it up. Oh, <laughs> nice. For nice. five bucks. But we did, you know, the mug holding contest. Yeah. We had good polka music going on and nice. pretzels and bratwurst. Oh, that's and nice. All that fun yeah, stuff. Nice. We had a 
Hammerschlagen. Did I say that Hammer, right? Hammerschlagen. It's where you have to hit the. You get one shot at hitting an alien. You go around the circle. Oh yeah, you yeah. That at the Mayfest. That should uh, make a return for the October. Very popular. Yeah. Uh, Just get a big old stump and. There's there's a skill to that. Yeah. 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 Especially when you're using that pointed uh, uh, blacksmith It's like a tack hammer, hammer right? Yeah. not easy. Oh, wow. Yeah. You have to hit it with the pointed end. One, you know. And, and I think we're having, uh, I don't know what the sawing competition is. Tom knows. What's that Yeah, called? two-man sawing, just traditional, you know. So we're thinking about having that at Oktoberfest, yeah? Oktoberfest, yeah. yeah. Oh, a lot of traditional so German stuff. Like, German fun and, fun and games, too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got so, some trees to cut down in the back. We're like, I know what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make a contest. <laughs> Yeah, actually, the lot right next door to us has about four trees sitting there, so we have a uh, we got our wood supplied. Yeah, well, leave it up to Germans to make fun stuff like work. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna do the traditional. All right, everybody, clean the brewery. <laughs> That's what we should do. Everybody, grab a power washer. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of grab stuff. Uh, you and I need a beer. So let's yeah. take a break. When we get back, we'll talk more of Klaus Brewing. This is Drink of Ages Radio. Talk to everybody shortly. Hello, Houston. This is Jared Montgomery, brewmaster at Megaton Brewery. If you have not heard of us... We're a new brewery in Kingwood. Come check out our air-conditioned tap room. Enjoy our free play arcade games, air hockey, pool table, outdoor patio games, and of course, food trucks all weekend. Try our tasty brews or grab a pint of our favorite beers made by our friends across the great state of Texas. Megaton serves wine as well. Our tap room is open Friday and Saturday and beginning September 8th, we are open noon to six for football season. Find us on Facebook for hours, events, and special beer releases. Thanks so much. Bindle Tap is one of Houston's fastest growing craft breweries. From the highly sought after hazy IPAs to its year-round core beers, Boomtown Blonde, Honey Hole, Hop Gusher, 5% Tint, and Houston Haze. Available at retailers all around Houston and surrounding areas. Stop by one of the nicest air-conditioned tap rooms in Houston, Thursday through Sunday, conveniently located 8 miles north of downtown off 59 in Little York. Come hungry and try some of our award-winning barbecue and wood-fire pizza from Texas. Go visit our website at spindletap.com and give us a like on Facebook. We are back here at Drink of Ages Pub and yeah, hanging out with Klaus Brewing, Nathan Cunningham, Thomas Limke here at Drink of Ages Pub. I don't know why. Like, every once in a while, I feel like I need to have the, in, the radio. You need like the network. NPR the space. Pause. Yeah. Like, yeah. Welcome to. Drink of Ages. Today <laughs> we will be discussing climate change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I normally don't listen to too much talk radio, but lately I just find myself listening to it because you know, if I radio in Houston pretty much sucks anyways, like music-wise. So What's your go-to radio station if you have to listen? Uh, now it's probably like ninety-five point seven, and I can do that for a little bit. Then I don't even know what that is. It's I don't know what That's it is. What either. I usually do. Yeah, it's kind of like this everything stuff. So you find yourself you're sitting there listening, you're like singing some cranberries, okay. and then a little bit later you're 
singing some George Michael. I don't know, just different stuff. So it's and like every hit that ever happened. This is every hit that ever happened, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's a mishmash. No, what a lot of Michael I, Jackson. <laughs> it doesn't really pick up here, but uh, 89.7, which is out of Alvin Community College. Uh, they It picks up down south a whole lot. So you know, it, it's But they play, they play great music, and it's usually, I think they call it like album rock. And so it's songs that you normally, it, it's like, man, that sounds like, you know, Led Zeppelin, I don't know, just whoever it is. And it might be a song that they you don't hear on the radio anymore. Yeah, yeah. And so they play a lot of just different stuff. Then they play a lot of local music as well. That's cool. Yeah, that's uh, nice. 89.7 jams pretty good. 93, uh, 92.1, back when it was uh, hip-hop, old-school hip-hop. That I dug that one for a while. Yep. That was the best Houston station, but then it went to whatever it is now. Yeah, I don't even know. <clears throat> it's a new new hip hop that all that it's just know. that new fangled hip hop hippity hop music. That, I just uh, do a lot of Pandora. Dang kids! So. <laughs> <laughs> Dang kids! And I don't even know what they're saying anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what pretty much it is. I just go through now. Now you just have any music you want at any time that you can just yeah. sit there and listen to. Yeah, make your own playlist and just listen to it over and over until. And you. the bad part is when you go, "Hey man, just play a song." You're like, oh, "I don't, I don't know what to play." Yeah, because you, know, you can play anything. It's like, I don't know what to play. I'm crippled by my options. That's <laughs> the way it is. It's kind of like that with beers now too. It, it's getting it that way be. for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so many people walk in here, you know, drink of ages, and they just like look. Like, you want to say something? Yeah. What you thinking? Give me about an hour. Because <laughs> mm. options are so yeah, many options crazy. out there. It's great. Great as a consumer. Uh, you know, it's great that there's so many breweries out there, especially popping up around Houston. Yeah. And and you know, it's you get each brewery kind of has their own little flair they're trying to do. It's not just your standard. Hey, we need to make an IPA, an amber, a blonde, and a stout. You know, there's that's. Right. A lot of brews are doing different things, and like the styles of stuff that you guys are making. I'm drinking an IPL, NDPL Lager right now. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's delicious. And thanks, thanks. It's uh, just not a beer you usually find in very many tap rooms. No. Yeah, we were trying to hit all of the notes you'd get from like a classic American IPA, right in that kind of sweet spot of low seven percent, not super bitter. It's about sixty, I think. Yeah, and. But it still kind of has that crisp lager finish, which is kind of cool because then you can drink a couple of them without feeling it. It doesn't feel real heavy. Yeah. I will so, test that theory out. Let's <laughs> see how many you can do. Let's see. <laughs> what segment are we in? Two? Yeah. See yeah. what happens. But we do uh, – we're, we're lager heavy, that's for sure. Um, I would say we have, what, at least five? Have, I think we have five year-round lagers now. Yeah. So – and with more to come, so that's definitely more than anybody else around. Yeah, we haven't even ventured into the Bach category or a lot of the other traditional stuff. So we've got a lot of stuff uh, on the the plate. Yeah, know, coming up. Uh, yeah, making lagers it definitely ties the tank up longer. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. So to really try to rotate through a bunch of stuff, I mean, how many tanks do you guys it's, have over there now? It's tough, and we're yeah. we've already ordered some more tanks. Yeah, uh, we've been working with four twenty barrel conicals. Yeah, Which. and and that's tough because we're feeding a very very hungry tap room. Yeah, and then now we're distributing, so it's it we're and we're starting to hit up against the. And besides our loggers, our standard ales, our Kolsch and our our alt beer, those are four week minimum beers also before yeah. they're ready to go. 
Yeah. So, yeah, you're not turning anything in two or three weeks. No. And we, and we don't filter. We don't we don't use any clarifiers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's all time and temp, and that takes a lot of time. So. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yes. Yep. So, but we are getting. Tom was about to say we're getting a couple horizontal lagering tanks soon. So that'll hopefully help with some uh, just making the clarity always consistent in our beers. Yeah. Um, um, and then we're also getting a ten barrel. Smaller ten barrel tank uh, to do more of our rotational special release. So we can do some more fun things like that. Oh, yeah. stuff and, um, and uh, because we, uh, you know, we we've kind of expanded our German series into some specialty stuff like a double stick alt beer. Um, so it's a double dark version of an alt beer, very tasty. It's almost like a non roasty stout. Okay. You know, it's it's got the the dark a lot of the dark notes of a stout, but yeah. without the the acrid you know roast you get from mm-hmm. some of the. It's high the in malts. bitterness too. It's about it's about eighty IBU. About eighty, yeah. Um, okay. But it's it's really it's well a really balanced. Interesting beer. It's uh, I mean, I, I don't know what the best comparison would be. I think it's somewhere in between like a double stout and a black IPA. Um, yeah. It, it, our new batch on right now just it tastes like a really nice bitter dark chocolate to the point where it has that like raspberry flavor coming through. Oh in it. wow! Um, yeah. So it's it's it'll satisfy you if you're looking for like a stout or something, but it's not really the same thing. Yeah. Interesting. And so and we threw a little bit in uh, in some barrels, so some some Caribbean rum barrels that used to be bourbon barrels. Yeah. So that ought to be very interesting. Yeah, we're looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I can see where those flavors would uh, be pretty delicious. Yeah, so uh, we're pretty excited about that. Yeah, got fingers crossed on that one. Yeah, you guys think about doing any like adding anything else to like coconuts or vanilla? Do one with like vanilla. Really do. Yeah, we may throw some vanilla beans in there mm, on yeah. one of them. Um, so we have two little options on that. But we're hoping that's gonna be out for the uh, anniversary party. That's what we got fingers crossed for. Yeah, yeah. So, we'll, so time will tell. I'm I'm pretty much a traditionalist, so vanilla beans is about as far as I'll go right now on uh, adding stuff to beer. <laughs> so vanilla beans, though, if I probably had to pick one thing that I want to keep in beer, it probably would be vanilla beans. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty delicious in a dark beer. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, but yeah, but um, so yeah, we've got that. Of course, we did. If we do styles that aren't traditionally German, like Belgian or English. We always stick tradition. So, um, you know, we did a, a, a Belgian quad in the fall um, that's um, uh, very tasty. We did all the candy sugars in-house. We didn't buy those. So uh, we, as so in... So how, how do you make candy sugar? Yeah. So you so, have to hold it at a certain temperature at first. That splits the molecules into sugar molecules that are easier to caramelize. And then you bring that temperature up slowly so we worked in i had my homebrew set up a 10 gallon kettle mm-hmm. and i was working in approximately five gallon batches and it pays it takes three hours for a batch and we made i don't even remember it was 130 pounds 130 pounds oh, i wow. think it was about six or seven batches it yeah. was like 15 hours of work just yeah. to make the candy syrup yeah and uh that turned out Pretty phenomenal. We're pretty, yeah, and, pretty and we we bottled some of it in bombers, uh, and of course, you know when it gets a little age behind it, it even gets better. So, right, uh, it's very very tasty. 
Um, and then we've done an English IPA, very traditional English IPA, all all Marisotter, all English hops. Very good, you know, sharp bitterness uh, backed up by a real nice malt backbone. So uh, it's, it's not like an American style where it's going to be like a grapefruit bomb or something like mm. that. It's going to have a lot of balance to it, but you'll get all the, the notes you expect out of IPA. Yeah, English IPAs, uh, they're definitely different. I feel yeah. like it's a divisive category of beer, too. Right. Because you have like an IPA drinker that's loyal to what they know as the American IPA, and they'll go get an English IPA and think, oh, this is an IPA, and then just hate it and just say it's the worst beer in the world. And then people that have maybe like read a little bit about the styles or know about English beers, they really appreciate that English IPA we make because it's a pretty good example of it, we think. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. probably pretty true to style. And it's just a, that's another one that you don't see very much of anymore. It does an right. English, a good English IPA. Yeah. And it, it does English really well. English beer a lot of fashion in general right now. Yeah. You don't see very many ESBs or brown porters or... No, not too much. It's all about Ambers. that bitterness and hops. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I guess so much of American beers, American craft beer movement is kind of like those base styles like Amarillo, Porter, Pale Ale. They're all kind of based off of English styles and they're now what we have right. from those styles. So Just twisted a little bit. Yeah. Right. Hopped up. Yeah. Hop That's kind of cool how the German styles can stand out in the market because it seems like a lot of the market's kind of loosely English-based when you really think about it. Well, this IPL that I'm drinking, <laughs> yeah, just it's a little mix of uh, categories, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But it is. Uh, it but is. we wanted to try to keep it as it's. You, we tried to Germanify it as much as we could. It's actually you know? 100% German ingredients in that beer. It is. Even the hops. hops, all Ariana and, and uh, Blanc. Blanc, yeah. So Ariana is not a very well-known hop, very well-used hop. It's but, produced uh, on a very small. Uh, amount of acreage too. Yeah, but it, it lends a very very nice finished flavor to it. Yeah, it's a pretty cool hop. Lots of like black currant and raspberry. Um, it's why I like the darker. F- uh, it's a hop that has lots of dark fruit. That while well, lots of the new ones that we're seeing are all towards the citrus fruit. Right. This right. one kind of stands out with some of those more berry forward flavors, which we find pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works well. Definitely works well with this one. Uh, let's take another break. When we get back, we'll talk more Klaus Brewing. This is Drink of Ages. Stay tuned. Yeah, now we have Sean from Platypus hanging out with us. So, Sean, what's the latest going on at Platypus Brewing? Yeah, g'day, John. We've got a number of our beers out in the uh, local grocery stores and liquor stores, including our latest edition, the Holy Chet Mexican Lager. Now, just in time for a little Cinco de Mayo partying. Yeah, absolutely. Thursday nights in the tap room, we have our craft burgers featuring our kangaroo. That sounds delicious, but I like the Surf and Turf Wednesday nights. Surf and Turf, a couple of prawns on a 12-ounce ribeye, a side, 
and a beer for 20 bucks, best deal in town. I, I happen to agree with that. And, you know, right now I'm having a pint of your Granddaddy Perp. That's one of your latest releases. And also some Pacific L. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, so you can find those beers around town, but you can also stop by the tap room open seven days a week. There's also tap room only releases and full kitchen. Giddy up. All right, if you guys need anything like some shirts, some merch, some stickers, uh, from koozies to any of that stuff, whether you're a brewery, a distillery, or yeah, you just have a business you want to get started and get your brand out there, man. You need to talk to my buddy Rodney Campbell over at Cask Branding. He can take care of you with your glassware. Your, I mean, like I said, he makes all of our shirts here at Drink of Ages. He does a lot of stuff for a lot of people around Houston. So reach out for CaskBranding.com, Rodney Campbell, and tell him that you heard on Drink of Ages, and man, he'll take care of you. We are back. This is Drink of Ages Radio Show here on KSP 97.5. DJ Muskrat, the producer. I'm John Denman. Thomas Lemke, Nathan Cunningham from Klaus Brewing is hanging out. Hey, hey. And we're just sitting around. Just, well, I'm, I'm drinking some Klaus. You've kind of moved on to some holler. and Astral. Some Astral, yeah. 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 Every once in a while, I want my hazy IPA fix. It's, it's, I don't uh, have it around work, so... That style of beer, I I can sit back and just slam them, but it's definitely, it's definitely a different style. It's definitely one that uh, uh, we know a lot of people they say it's a fad and all this stuff. I don't see it really going away, but I see like the breweries are making good ones. They'll continue making good ones, but the ones that tried, they probably won't make another one. Yeah, it seems like a lot of variance in them too. Sometimes you almost get a little bit of like a chalky mouthfeel from them. Yeah, the little hot burn sometimes in the back. They sometimes they hit you right in yeah. the back of the throat, like but you the have good a sore ones, throat. The good ones, but the good ones are great. You man. you drink them, you're like, man, I can have this for breakfast with my waffles and bacon. The good ones are great. <laughs> yeah. I'll say that. Yeah, the good ones, I I would drink all the time. Yeah, but um, like we we're talking about, you know, with all the during break, where I think before we left the last segment, start talking about hops and. You know, that's a that style right there is one that you have seen in the last year. Just hops. It's like okay, well, you have your citron mosaic, you know, combinations and stuff like that that, that just do really well. Now all of a sudden you have just all these new style hops that are popping up. Yeah. That, you know, that, that are working great in a lot of beers. Yeah. And so New Zealand hops, uh, Australian hops, American hops. They've seen so many different ones come out of there like, that are just super citrusy, and uh, you get all the you know, grapefruits and orange nose, tangerine, and everything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all the. I'm sure the same thing is going on with all these English hops, but I just don't. Those are seen English and German hops. Are there? Are there been a lot of varieties coming out like different varieties out of Germany? Because you have your out of noble Germany, hops. no, they. You know, there's say, a lot of tradition. In Germany, uh, now I would say in the last ten to fifteen years, you've started to see more poke through. Because, I would say it'd be more than you think. Yeah, um, more than you would expect. I mean, they, they really try to stick with their land race, yeah. their pure, you know, Hollow Tower and you know, uh, Magnum the, and all that kind of stuff. But, like for us, the three that we've used in our beers have been Saphir, which we used in our German Pills. Yeah, which is derived from a noble hop, um, so it has like that kind of classic earthy spiciness. 
with a bit of tangerine. So that's kind of an interesting little note in that. Um, and that note does come through in our pills, um, I think. Um, yeah. The other two are in this beer, which were Ariana and uh, the Hollow Tower Blanc. Yeah. Um, but there's also some that are being grown that are kind of derived from those more subtle styles. The one I'm really into on some test batches we've been doing is uh, Laurel. Um, it's kind of like a uh, like a saws derivative, so it has that like real spicy note with mm -hmm. some more of the citrus combination. And when I was homebrewing, that was always kind of my favorite was like a little bit of that spicy note, a little bit of that citrus note, and that hop kind of checks off both both boss, uh, boxes. So that's one that I've kind of been yeah just enjoying just a, experimenting with. The hop market has in the last. Ten years have gone nuts, and in the last yeah. three years, you just hey, they're crossbreeding so many different types of hops. And then you, yeah. you were, we were even talking to the break about how you know you know the same hop that finishes different flavor profiles, and but it's still yeah. the same hop. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, they've uh, I think, and I think it's Mosaic, uh, but they've now a German grower has now uh, done a series of Mosaic uh, to where. It has the base characteristics of mosaic, but it finishes three different ways. One with like lemon, one with dark fruit, yeah. one with raspberry. But it's all mosaic hops. And so they've bred it those different ways and it's just, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's a whole new level of. And of, that's not even taking into account that they're grown in Germany, right? Yeah, so they took an American so, hop and yeah. took it to Germany and, and, and like, were uh, able to do all that Michigan stuff. Michigan and New York were both starting to grow hops and when they were first starting out, they were kind of doing the traditional American stuff, like Centennial, I know it was doing really well in Michigan, but everyone said you could tell the difference between West Coast Centennial and Michigan Centennial. Yeah. Not that it was bad, but it, was, it wasn't it was exactly the same. Just different. Yeah. So maybe that's where beer will finally find its kind of terroir from. Yeah. Maybe. Is the if you can start getting uh, it locally. Right. Well, Texas another, is not going to happen. It's going to be a little bit before we have all ingredients made in Texas. Jester King started playing hops last year. Well, they but they have a sign up that's like, we don't know what's going to happen, so don't. I was don't approached <laughs> a few months ago by a business, a new uh, a new business here in Texas, for greenhouse hops. Right, right, yeah, that, that's actually happening. There's a guy here in Texas that is Makes now. Sense. Doing greenhouses. They're growing them in, in greenhouses just north of Kingwood. Yeah, up there. and really? uh, and actually, that's one of the one of the businesses <laughs> that I was looking at. In, you know, before I did brewing, uh, was greenhouse hops, malting being the other one. Mm -hmm. I really, really was interested in malting. We went to a couple of maltsters in Germany a few weeks ago, uh, Weiermann and uh, Eric's. And it just malting is very interesting, you know, the, what all they do with the, the, the different malts. And, um, and so that really interested me. But if you think brewing, getting into brewing is expensive, try malting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's a whole nother level of cost. So. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, just for one, I mean, when did, okay, what is malt? It's, it's the, when you drive by the fields of grain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and just, it's the the very ends of it. So just to process so many it, levels to cultivate that, so, yeah. it, process it, and yeah. end up with that with with minimal bugs. Yeah, uh, minimal yeah, bugs. And they my told thing me is uh, thinking about f trying to find someone to sell tons of malt to for the first time. <laughs> also, you know, yeah, building a yeah. reputation I think would be a, a huge hurdle to overcome in that. 
Yeah, I mean, even even Eric's, uh, we asked him, I said, how much malt do you have to turn away from the fields? Because cause if they find one bug, the whole truck is, you're done. And so uh, he says it happens at least a few times a month. Wow. They turn whole trucks away, whole shipments, because of one. they see one bug. It's kind of amazing that they can get a whole truck without any bugs in it. Yeah, that's very amazing. At least that you can see. And, well, well, he didn't specify if it's a bug or a specific type of bug. I mean, uh, it right, might yeah. be a specific type of bug. It's probably there's a certain type. ones, because yeah. I'm sure you guys have opened up a grain bag, and you're like, ah, there's a bunch of weevils in here. Yeah. No. <laughs> Not how quite yet. They, how did they get in there? We have this magical thing called zip ties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the whole malting side is very interesting, and they're, you know, they're they, they, they've uh, basically been able to process the malts into where you just don't have to do a lot of long mashes anymore. You know, they've done pretty much all that work for you at the maltster. Yeah. So. Uh, unless you just get some older school grains that need it a little bit more. But other than that, they're really easy to work with these days. So. And, I mean, I don't know. Like back in the day, it's been 2000, whatever it was, probably, <laughs> what year is this, 2019? Yeah, yeah so like yeah. six years, you know, since the old homebrew, real homebrew day is brewing a whole lot. Like hops, there's been so much introduction and new varieties and stuff. Has there been any like new varieties of malt that's come out? Yeah, actually, Vireman has brought back a, uh, a heritage uh, uh, called Barca. Uh, that's what basically all malts were back in the day. But yeah, because you know, with with technology and stuff, Barca wasn't didn't yield as much as the new varieties they've been able to breed. So it just kind of went out of favor. That'd be like having Maris Otter from England. Okay, yeah. right. You know, so it's um, it's unique to Germany. It's unique to Germany. And it's one it's, that's uh, traditional, and when Vireman sends that out, it's all from Germany. Whereas the Pilsner malt is not Pilsner, all from Germany. You know, it's Germany, in Germany already all. has about they said about a two million metric ton shortage of <laughs> of what they need of grain from Germany. To be Germany can't make enough just to grow Germany. enough malt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, grow enough barley to make malt. So, um, so they have to rely on. Uh, growers outside of Germany, normally France, Denmark, Belgium, Poland and Russia uh, too. Poland and Russia. So, um, you know, but some of those countries there don't have the controls that Germany requires. In other words, those countries uh, don't have any control over using Roundup, for instance. You know, whereas Germany, it's a strict no-no. So it's very, it's it's a lot more pure. You don't have to worry about chemicals and things like right, that. Right. Yeah. So, um, so we started uh, weaning towards some of those heritage malts. Yeah, Barca is, our, is slowly our, becoming our, our, our house yeah. malt. Yeah, as our base. And, and so Environment also does a a, um, a uh, one called Ericlea, which is a, a malt from more of the uh, Mediterranean area, you know, Italy type area. We haven't messed with any of that yet, but we may. Um, so maybe combine it with some Slovenian hops and make a Mediterranean beer, lager that is. So. Aged on anchovies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you no must wear a speedo when you drink it. Right. But uh, they're really the only ones that I I know of offhand that make heritage stuff. All the other maltsters in 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 Germany that we've dealt with or got information from, they just pills, you know, German pills. 
Okay. And any farm they have outside of Germany, that's about it. Yeah, it's interesting because, uh, I mean, now they have bug-resistant malts that they're growing and, and all this different yeah. different stuff that's yeah. happened over the last 20 years that we found out about, you know, as, as this differently enhanced uh, grains, malts, vegetables, and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's definitely... Yeah. I mean, I'm sure in ways it's made it a lot easier for the malters and the brewers and the, and the growers and all that. But at the same time, it's like I think probably there's some stuff that's been compromised along the way. So getting yeah. some of these old traditional stuff back. Yeah. 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 I think above all else, we like the way that bark has been tasting. Yeah. Too, you know. It's it's um, phenomenal. Yeah. Especially with, with lagers. I mean, it's a great lager malt. Yeah. So. Well, yep. uh, let's refill beers. All right, let's do it. And get back, then it'll be, man, a fourth My segment. My beer's broken. Already. <laughs> That's not. So way it goes. We are at Drink of Ages Pub. Stop by if you're in the area. Come have a pint with us. Be right back. Are you thinking of buying, selling, or renting a house? Let my good friend Amber Sear with Stanfield Properties help with all your real estate needs. She is your real estate connection. Amber is a second-generation real estate agent and holds herself to the highest ethical standards. She is a member of the National Association of Realtors, Texas Association of Realtors, and Houston Association of Realtors. Work with a knowledgeable native Houstonian who I know well and I trust. Whether buying, selling, or renting, Contact Amber Sear from Sandfield Properties. Her email address is amberseer.realtor at gmail.com. That's ambercyr.realtor at gmail.com. Or call her at 832-715-5455. Again, that's 832-715-5455. If you're thinking about opening up a bar, a brewery, or if you have either one, you need to contact my friend Brian Kircher over at Draftsmiths of Texas. He takes care of all the beer lines at Drink of Ages, which makes it, you know, when breweries come in, they, they try their beer on tap. It tastes as good as it does the brewery. He can install your system, maintain it, glycol, do the whole thing. Give him a call at 713-647-1100 or just look him up online, dstexas.com. And man, let him take care of your beer lines. Radio show. Hope everybody's having a great night drinking good beers. Uh, I'm still, man, I went back for another one of the IPLs. Yes. I, nice. I looked at the tab board and uh, I st- what do we have on tap? We have the, the Kolsch. No, we have the, uh, the Hellas. Oh, the Hellas. Yeah, yeah. The Hellas Lager, the IPL. And Wonderlust, which is our alt beer. I, that, I actually plan on getting an alt beer for this yeah. last segment. And then I just filled up with another IPL. Yeah. So it's going to be the, the that's fifth really segment. The, that's like the best compliment a brewer can get. If yeah. someone keeps going back for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so the, the secret fifth segment that we do will be the with the alt beer. Oh, okay. So, but uh, you know, we're in between the breaks. We, we need to start just recording stuff in between because like great conversation happens when yeah. the mics aren't on, yeah. of course. But um, 
And, you know, started talking about, like, the subtleties of just good, clean beer. Yeah, that's not just overly hopped or that's not made, you know, using all these different adjuncts. It's like, man, this is just beer. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the old purity laws. Right, right. Four ingredients. And it starts off with really great water, really good malts, hops, and, of course, your yeast. Uh, so just getting back to those basics of this is what beer is and you know kind of discuss like the pendulum how uh, yeah. it swings way out and that that creates a lot of opportunity for breweries and yeah. you see a lot of breweries opening up like it did in the in the 90s around here yeah you know, it's just yeah. uh, people start opening up you start seeing more different flavors other than your just your amber your stout yeah right your blonde and your pale ale it was even yeah. before IPAs were really a thing and then you know it came back and those all that kind of went away. People were just drinking just good pilsners, lagers, and then uh, then the IPA came out, and then it's just since then it's just exploded into all these different varieties of beers and styles of beer that uh, yeah, from your crazy uh, lactose, you know, oh yeah, hazy. I mean, just just all these different the fruited IPA beers, milkshake yeah. IPA, milkshake anything, and and so yeah. It, you see all these different beers and varieties, which is, like I say, once again, as a consumer, yeah, it, there's something for everybody. People that say now that they don't like, I even have my mom like tasting beer now, and she doesn't drink at all, but she's like, ooh, that actually sounds pretty good. And yeah, she'll taste yeah. it. She's like, yeah, that's not bad, but that's all she drinks. But, you know, it's. That, that actually happened a lot in our tap room when we came out with the uh, Berliner Weiss. Mm-hmm. It's a lighter, slightly sour uh, beer. Um, uh, soured from the grain, right? Uh, in the yeah. Cattle. So that's another. Uh, it, that's a sour beer that we make that actually buys by the Rahe Uh because we're taking uh, lactobacillus that lives on the grain, the bar- malted barley itself, taking that to develop our culture and souring it from that uh, to create the quick sour on that mm-hmm. beer. Um, we're killing it in a in a post boil on the souring. Um, just for cleanliness on the cold side, but it's a no-boil, 50% wheat, naturally soured Berliner Weiss. That's something yeah. that I always love to do as a home brewer, and I'm really proud that we made that here because yeah. it's a super it's, it, traditional German sour beer. Yeah. Yeah. Very um, traditional. It sold out. It sold like wildfire, and we just sold out of it. Um, and uh, But getting back to the part about people that don't necessarily like certain beers or whatever we would have people come in and you and you know mostly women really but um they would like yeah i'm thinking about wine and and we're like well try the berliner weiss because it's got a little bit of that acidic wine thing you're thinking about and they taste it and they're like oh yeah i'll take one of those you know um and especially that we do it a traditional flavoring at the bar with uh, raspberry oh so you have the syrups and we also have the traditional woodruff yeah um, which gives you that slightly minty medicinal type you know, nutmeg. There's mm-hmm. a, little, a like lot of little things going on. In, plus a little, a little licorice or something. A yeah, little, it's it's a really like unique flavor. Little, uh. um, so we do Woodruff, uh, and and then we did raspberry. Those are the two traditional ones. We have black currant too. And then we did black currant, which that was my I favorite. did that. Yeah, that was my favorite as well. That does sound good. Yeah. Black yeah. currant was phenomenal. But the, the syrups, it's amazing how much they cut that tartness and make them way too easy to drink. Yeah, and that was very That beer is only 3.5%, though, so you, you're, you not, have a you're not in too yeah. much danger, yeah. right? 
You can you can throw some down. You're all right. That's like one of my yeah. guilty pleasure beers because I always want a beer, especially in the summertime after work. But I'm trying to like watch it, you know, because too much of a good thing. That's one I could have a couple of and be like, all right, I'm good. I'm good to go. It's fine. Three half percent beers. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's just interesting that you know just seeing seeing breweries that uh, have gone and you know just just making some really some good beers but just with a lot of different ingredients yeah you know, stuff like that and i think that we're on the swing back because you know back view they made their hyperlight and all the craft beer people you know on all the forums went crazy because like oh this is this is this is so delicious and, but yeah. it's like there's nothing it's just it's a simple beer you know what i mean yeah. it's just that's what beer tastes like it's just a great beer made well yeah great yeah. beer made well yeah and so and <clears throat> so that's why i think like yeah, you know, your Kolsch, just just your delicious Kolsch, or, or, yeah. or your Hell's Lager. You know, those those just like nice traditional style beers. I think we're gonna see that making a bigger comeback over the yeah. next year. Yeah, I think like part of it might be that people are starting to become fatigued from all the intense flavors, and then you realized how nice beer was before. Where you yeah. get back to simple, and then you'll get bored with that. And like you said, it's and then it'll go back. It'll go and, back. Um, yeah. How can we intensify Hellas? You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, you know, a double Hellas, yeah, or Hellas Bach, Hellas Bach, Hellas Bach. But you know, I, I think, I think I've definitely become a better brewer since I started at Klaus. You know, as a home brewer, you like, I always like to experiment, or I get some wacky idea and try it, and that's that's the fun of that. Yeah. Part of the fun also is being consistent with mm-hmm. what you're doing, and. Making sure that you don't have any errors um, technically in what you're making. When you're making a beer that's really intensely flavored with maybe one ingredient or the other, then the technical errors can hide behind those. So these lighter styles of beer, it's kind of, you can kind of almost think about it as like the fundamentals of brewing. It's like, this is what you do to reinforce good fundamental habits because if you can make these beers well you know you're doing the right things yeah consistently well and then if you can do that then you know you can expand from that and be confident in your ability to make those beers um really well as well right yeah and and the hellas is the epitome of it because a hellas there's zero to hide behind if there's something off it will be immediately noticeable and so it takes a very you, you got to pay attention. You know, you, and if so. you adjust that recipe at all, yeah, like one percent different in your grain bill. In your grain bill, yeah. you're gonna notice it. Yeah. Whereas, like, I used to make an imperial stout every weekend or something. That's yeah. an exaggeration, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I used to like to make a lot of imperial stouts, mm-hmm. and I could have a completely different grain bill, and. It wouldn't taste that much different, you know? Right, right. Uh, well, yeah, because you're probably using like five to seven malts. Right, yeah. yeah. In that, where in the Hellas, you're using how many malts? Two. Two. Yeah. Uh, and so that and that ratio plays a huge and it's part like, in the And that's a reduction final. from what we started with, too. Yeah. 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 And, two is, and two would be, some of it's like only 2%. The rest yeah. is 98%. So that... You know, it's basically it's just, almost just one malt. I like to think about yeah. it as like seasoning. Mm-hmm. 
You know, you have your chicken and you season it well. <laughs> you yeah. have your Pilsner malt and you season it to taste. Right. With, with just a little, a little seasoning. Right. So, and that's uh, you know, that's the way we approach a lot of the, the traditional stuff. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, if we had the ability to do a decoction mash, it would probably be straight Pilsner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a whole nother Yeah. Situation. That's a whole nother level of stuff. That it is. Makes me tired thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's you know, Tom was talking about how well, mod- well, well modified the grain, the malt we get is now, and just to do it's not necessary. So if we can find an ingredient that emulates that and saves us hours and hours, hours. Yeah. going in a lot of energy costs. Yeah, yeah. And you know, all hey, that. we're gonna do it for. I mean, you're already taking yeah. up a lot of time for this beer to go from start to finish. Yeah. 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 The brew day. I mean, what, what size is your brew house? We, uh, we push out about 10 barrels per batch. 10 barrels so we per do batch? double batches. Yeah. We do double tank. batches to okay. fill up our tanks. Yeah. So it's about you, 12, you uh, 12, 13 hour day for, for a whole yeah. brew. Yeah. You Start don't at five in about five. Yeah. A 16 hour day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so or, but, more. Uh, <laughs> or more. Yeah. More and more. No, yeah. man, it's exciting. Uh, the Oktoberfest happening. <clears throat> Uh, for anniversary party, Oktoberfest. Yeah, yeah. Anniversary Oktoberfest, October 19th. You can find all the details uh, for that on our Facebook page. Yeah. And well, look for uh, what beers we're going to have out. For we'll do well more posts to yeah. kind of keep everybody updated as, as we comes find closer. out who's going to be involved in it. So. Klaus Brewing, K-L-A-U-S. Yes, sir. Klausbrewing.com. So. And Facebook, Tap Rooms Instagram. open Thursday. Wednesday. Wednesday. Wednesday through Sunday. Wednesday Next, through yeah. Friday is uh, 3 to 10 3 to 10 Saturday is noon to 10 Sunday is noon to 8 yeah and Wednesdays we do happy hour all night $4 pints Thursdays are stein night and bring a stein up to a liter 5 bucks you can bring your own stein up to a liter and it's 5 bucks all night or get one of ours first fill is free yeah all kind of good things going on hell yeah and we like that because the stein night you, you see a lot of people bring out their steins and they want to talk about them of course, so it's, it's the a time they went to Germany. It's a good community type yeah. of thing. So, and then we're kind of getting regulars per night now, which is really cool too. Yeah, like all the Stein night guys show up on Stein night, and uh, we're yeah. starting to see lots of kind of camaraderie in the tap room on, right. on these nights. So My, huh? Yeah, yeah. As long as it's a yeah. less than a liter, right? Up to a liter. Up to a liter. Up to a liter. Bring yeah. a boot. Yeah. yeah, my Stein. I was uh, hanging out with Hans. Over yeah. at King's Beer yeah. House, apparently, yeah. and we're hanging out. He's a and my Jean, follow me. Yeah, so he go back to his office. Like, I got your present, and he pulls, like, he grabs a stein off the shelf, and he's like, "This is yours." I'm like, "This will be the only thing I drink out of for now on." <laughs> it's, it's, it's been great. So that's my stein story. All right, I actually have uh, yet to drink a stein of beer at the brewery. I've never had a stein. I've had a stein of beer. <laughs> Tom came I back from Germany a with a stemmed one liter Pilsner glass. Yes. And that was a small <laughs> one. They had a stemmed yeah. two liter Pilsner glass. Oh, wow. And I, I decided to like back it off a little bit. It's got to be a pretty big stem. Yeah. I mean, that's, a two liter is like a two hander. <laughs> yeah. Uh, can you drink that one liter with one hand? Out of the stem? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You can. Yeah. But I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're a man. As long as you <laughs> don't hold it from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> Pinky out though. It's great. It's, it's, it. it presents very well. 
the stemmed one liter glass is, is really awesome. Oh man! Well, check out check out Klaus Brewery and go by there, Jones Road, two ninety area, uh, two ninety. A lot of people avoid it, but two ninety is good now. It is easy. I live in the Heights and I uh, get to work in about twenty minutes. I mean, yeah, I was about to say. It's it, fine. I mean, it's about twenty minutes from the probably the pub to get to the brewery. Yeah, two ninety yeah. is right now. officially no longer a problem. Everybody listening, yeah. unless you're coming back. Get ready for that weird I-10 exit like two miles before you get to it in 610. And yeah. That, yeah that don't one, miss that 610 north. Yeah, don't miss that either. Because then you'll get stuck in the Galleria and add about half an hour to your commute. Yeah, Yeah, because that is, that is not done. <laughs> Matter of fact, I've never done that. restarted it. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I appreciate you guys coming and hanging out on the yeah. pod, man. Always good to see you. It's been too long. Thanks yeah. for having and, us. Man, yeah, looking forward it. to actually just coming by the brewery, hanging out, drinking some pints. Yeah. And then, of course, Oktoberfest, man. We'll be out there. Sounds so, good. Thomas, Nathan, man, thank you guys. And uh, uh, you can listen to any of the old shows sponsored by No Label Brewing Company by going to Drink of Ages, SoundCloud, iTunes, and other places online. Next week, we'll be here with Southern Star and Cheers to Good Problems. So, a badass band is going to be hanging out here Wednesday night. So, all right, everybody be safe out there. Go Astros and talk to you next week.